Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, your host, Troy Francis. It's the 29th of June, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, the year is skipping by merrily and very quickly as well. I am back in London at the moment, having spent a sojourn in largely in Germany with Mr. Tom Torero. And you probably saw some content that came out of that trip uh, over the last week or so. I did some videos over there. We did a podcast together. So the podcast last week was with Tom, which is on the channel. If you didn't hear it, uh, make sure you listen to it because it was a really great conversation that we had about freedom and doing your own thing in life and all of that good stuff. Uh, So it's back to me solo today and... There's a few things I just wanted to talk about. It's a slightly random one today, but I think it's going to hold together quite well. I hope it is anyway. I want to talk a bit about the black pill and why the so-called black pill is just a bit of a waste of time, really. And then I want to talk a bit also about Love Island Australia, because in the UK at the moment... Because Love Island can't be filmed this year because it's uh, because of COVID, they are instead the TV channel ITV are instead showing Love Island Australia, which I think was actually filmed a couple of years ago. The one that they're showing, but they're showing that series in its entirety. So for us over here watching this show, it's almost as if it's um, it's almost as if it's happening in the present, which actually it isn't because it was filmed a little while back. But anyway. Um, That is on at the moment in the UK, and I've managed to catch up with a couple of episodes, and there's some kind of interesting sexual marketplace stuff happening there, so I want to touch on that. And I think the two things do tie together, actually, and you will see why as we go further into this podcast. Before I get into the meat and drink of it, though, I just wanted to say that Renegade Dating Domination which is my collection of essays and articles over the last four or five years, is available as a, as a standalone product. Uh, it's two volumes. It's over 400 pages. There are over 150 articles and essays in the collection. So it's a bit of a beast, but there is pretty much every dating-related topic that you can think of is, is covered uh, within that collection. So do hit the link below. If you're interested in that, and you should be, because it's a great read. I'd say a beach read. I guess it could be a good beach read if you've got one of those waterproof Kindles. Um, But yeah, anyway, check that out. The other thing to say is that um, Body Language Mastery, the Q2 intake that John Modern Life Dating um, is the author of and the the course creator, um, that is, if you're listening to this on June the 29th, Monday, then you can still enroll, but today is the last day and the cart will clang shut at midnight EST tonight. So my link is below. If you sign up through me, I get a nice little, uh, I get a nice little financial pat on the back from uh, Mr. John Mon Life Dating, so that would be very nice. But the other thing as well is that I will be involved with the webinars again. I'll be teaching in the Zoom webinar sessions. So um, yeah, so obviously it'd be great to see you inside those webinars. They are really, really powerful and transformative and I always enjoy taking part in them and I hope that you will be able to come along for the ride so if you're interested if you're wavering on body language mastery you know there's three weeks worth 
of these live Zoom webinars with not just me and John, but also people like Rich Cooper, Ryan Tomasi, Ryan Stone, Bulldog Mindset, all of these different people from across the spectrum who will be doing seminars, doing talks, answering questions, etc. So it's not just body language. Any aspect of your dating life that you want to get a handle on, this is the course for you. And you've got a few hours left if you're listening to this on the 29th of June. So hit the link below and join us on the inside. Okay, all of that being said, let us now move on to talking about the black pill. The black pill. <laughs> um, so what is the black pill? Well, the black pill is uh, essentially a very nihilistic take on life and specifically on the dating marketplace. And I'm sure people in the comments will correct me on this. And I'm sure there are people with more nuanced descriptions or definitions of it than this. But in essence, what it seems to me is the belief that Dating success or success in the dating and mating marketplace is only predicated on looks plus things like money and I suppose status as well. But looks is the predominant one. Looks is the predominant feature. And I guess looks you can break down into facial attractiveness plus height plus physique, um, all of those things, I guess. Things, I, I'm not sure whether they lump in style and stuff. They probably don't because, of course, we can all improve on our style. And, you know, and, and this is one of the arguments actually against this whole black pill philosophy that, in fact, looks are not entirely static. You can, of course, improve your looks. And some of the LMS guys um, actually go as far as to recommending plastic surgery and different procedures in order to improve how you look so that you can have a fighting chance in the dating marketplace. But... Putting that to one side, the black pill philosophy is essentially, listen, if you're not Chad, if you're not ripped and six foot seven and you have a very Nordic and beautifully defined and proportioned face, then you haven't got a chance, so you might as well give up. That's kind of what it comes down to. And these people, the people who adhere to these beliefs will tend to spam channels for people who talk about self-improvement or people who talk about dating advice or game and they will say things like well this is all nonsense because it's only about looks it looks are all that matter etc 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 and it's all a bit pointless it's all a bit of a waste of everyone's time to be honest the first thing the first reason it's a waste of time is because it's not as if this subject matter hasn't been covered before. People have been having this debate, if, if you can call it a debate. I mean, probably since time immemorial, but, but certainly it's been discussed a lot online over the last 15 years or so since the game by Neil Strauss came out and since dating advice of this kind became semi-mainstream or certainly became... Uh, much more of a feature of online life. The whole idea or the whole dichotomy between looks versus game, looks versus social skills has been hashed out ad infinitum online. There's nothing really particularly new to say about it. 
Um, it, it is what it is. Now, here, the first thing I want to say is this. There are very few dating coaches that I know of who flat out deny that looks or physical attractiveness have an impact in the dating world. In fact, I can't think of any. I actually can't think of any dating coach or game person or player or whatever you want to call it who is standing up in 2020 and saying looks don't matter. It's, not, it's nothing to do with looks. It's just about if you do X, Y, and Z, then you will attract the most beautiful women to you and it doesn't matter if you're good looking or not. I can't think of a single person on the planet who is saying that. Now, I could be wrong and it is conceivable that there are some slightly, let's say, shady content creators who are saying that kind of thing. I mean, sometimes I get spammed with ads on YouTube when I'm looking at different uh, content on YouTube and it will have things coming up on the screen saying you know just say these three things and she will be uncontrollable in front of you I get emails from people's emails lists as well that say that kind of stuff you know just say these three magic words do this sequence send these texts and everything will be wonderful and she will just fall at your feet so yes I suppose perhaps in the spammier side of things there are some content creators who are giving that impression as part of their marketing but even then generally speaking when you dig down a little bit when you engage with these content creators what you will find is that they will have some acknowledgement that yeah of course looks matter looks make a difference but then they'll say something like but if you do these things, this is going to increase your, your chances. This is, this is going to increase your ability to access the kinds of girls that you want to, to date. It's going to help you to, to be better socially and improve your, um, you know, your, your prospects in the field. But as I say, in the main, I can't think of anybody that would say looks don't matter. Certainly nobody that I work with. Certainly not me myself. And... This is the next thing, because I have covered this many, many times, as most people in this sphere have. I've written articles about this. I've done podcasts about it. I, I think I've created video content about it. I mean, it, you know, for sure. Um, I have covered this thing to death. And, and in that sense, the fact that the black pill is a thing and the fact that people keep bringing it up is quite frankly pretty boring because all of this stuff has already been said all of this stuff's already been covered and we don't really need to keep rehashing old ground but just to be clear my position on this has always been pretty simple yes looks matter of course they do of course your physical attractiveness is going to make a difference in terms of your um, prospects or your ability to perform at the highest levels within the game. It's going to have an effect, okay? Now, the area of contention is around how much of an effect it's going to have. And the black pill people would say it's 100%. All that matters is how you look. And if you look good, 
then you're going to get the girls. And if you don't look good, then you're not. And there is nothing that you can do to change it. So that is the most extreme black pill view, if you like. My view is more nuanced than that, okay? I say that yes, looks are very important and looks do change your prospects in the field. However, for a start, you can improve the way that you look and there are many, many ways of doing that, which we don't need to go into now, but things from like tooth whitening to working out at the gym to getting an amazing haircut to using great skin products to uh, you know eating at a calorie deficit I mean there are loads and loads of things you can do and for a guy very often just losing a bit of weight is gonna help up your SMV quite considerably um, if because basically your face facially People tend to, guys tend to look better when they are leaner and they are carrying less weight, all right? So just doing that in the case of dudes who are carrying a little bit too much weight, a little bit of excess baggage, is going to improve their look, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you can make a guy turn from Quasimodo into Leonardo DiCaprio just by losing a bit of weight, but you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> Most guys can do various things to improve the way they look. So that's the first thing. And this is before going into any nutty type stuff about having your, you know, your jaw reshaped in Mexico or something in order to live up to uh, whatever specific statistics you're meant to hit. But not going to that extreme, but just doing normal things like being fit, being in shape, eating well, uh, grooming, all that stuff. You can improve the way that you look. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that... And this is the big question, really. My belief and my experience with myself and with clients that I've worked with and other people that I've observed is that charisma, which I'm using here as an umbrella term to cover social skills, social presence, social dominance, etc., etc., moves the dial to a far greater degree than any of these black pill people would concede. That is to say that... When you are somebody who can walk into the bar or into the club or into the coffee shop or whatever it is, and you can come across in a charismatic, socially dominant, attractive manner, then that is going to give you points on top of whatever points you're getting for your looks. So if you're only scoring a five for your looks, but you can walk in and be that guy, then you could be up there to a seven or an eight, or maybe even a nine. You know, it depends how powerful you are. Oh, it depends how well you come across. Now, the black pill dudes will deny that to high heaven. They will say, no, no, that's all bollocks, that's all nonsense, that's, that's not true. And at some point, we just have to agree to differ. Because if that really is your belief, if that is your, if you've lived on this planet for 18 plus years, however old you are, and you've observed, you've been out, you've seen people around you, you've engaged in social interactions, and your honest opinion weighing up all of the evidence that's presented before you is that no personality or, or the, the way that you portray yourself, your charisma, the way that you come across socially makes no difference whatsoever to your attractiveness, to your ability to persuade other people. If that is your honest contention based on all the observable evidence, then that's absolutely fine. We just have to agree to differ. 
on that because that's not my experience. That's not, and, and I'm not just talking about for myself. I'm not even just talking about for clients that I've worked with. I'm talking about, if I, and I've said this many times, if I go out to a bar or a nightclub and just sit there and watch people, I will frequently see guys who are not particularly great looking, not particularly ripped, not particularly tall, interact with women and make, you know, make progress with those women because of the way that they come across, because of the fact that there's something else about them, there's that kind of X factor about them, which makes them more attractive, all right? So that is my genuine experience as a human being who's lived on this planet for 40 plus years. That's just what I've seen. That's what I've seen in my own life. That's what I've seen in the lives of other people. That's what I've seen with guys that I've winged with, with guys that I've taught, etc., etc. Now, <clears throat> if your contention is, as I say, that that's all nonsense and that your the way that you present yourself as a man makes no difference, then fine. That is your belief. You know, you are entitled to that. But there's not really much point in continuing the debate. I don't believe that that is reality. That is not reality as I see it, okay, or as, as I understand it. If, if it is for you, then, then fine, but you're better off starting your own channel. You're better off starting your own podcast or writing a book or writing a blog and putting out your own content about that because this is just one of these things where if we can't resolve that fundamental disagreement, excuse me, then... There's no common ground, so we may as well just part ways, okay? Having said that, what I would never do, and what I have never done, is advertised something to people by saying, just do these things, and just do these things that I'm recommending in my book or in my course or whatever, and you will start to attract supermodels and it'll all be wonderful. I've never said that and I would never say that because yes, of course, results may vary, right? I mean, if you, if you are coming at this and you are a two in looks as a guy, is it realistic that you're going to be meeting Victoria's Secret models and going to bed with them? No, I don't think it is. But can you improve your batting average? to use a cricket analogy. Yes, I think you can. And I think most people would agree with that, really. I, I think most people actually listening to this would agree with that. But if you don't, that's fine. But don't come and spam people who believe otherwise. Because it, it, it's like going on to somebody who's got a Christian channel, for example, like a Christian YouTube channel or a Christian blog or, or whatever. And arguing with them that Christianity is all false and imaginary. I mean, you can, you can do that, but, but in the end, where does it really get you and where does it really get them? It doesn't, they're not going to change their belief. You're not really getting anything out of it. So you may as well, you know, we have to accept people have different views on, on certain things. Um, I would say as long as they're acting in good faith, then we have to just kind of let them get on with it. Because frankly... It's just not worth the energy to, to get into big arguments about these things where there's just a fundamental difference of opinion on reality, basically. So that is my thoughts on some of the black pill stuff. 
I now want to turn my attention to the wonderful Love Island Australia and hopefully you'll see why in a minute. Now I've always been a bit of a fan of reality TV so at the moment I'm reading Shakespeare. Actually I'm reading Shakespeare and I'm also reading on Kindle a book about Berlin which is very interesting, a book about the history of Berlin. Uh, prior to that what was I reading? I was reading Dostoevsky actually when we were on the ferry going over to Europe to mainland Europe. So you know I, I like a bit of highbrow stuff. Um, but I also like very lowbrow stuff as well, perhaps because when I was at university, postmodernism was in vogue. <laughs> and I'll probably get some comments about that, but uh, postmodernism was taught. And one of the, the tenets of postmodernism is that there is no real differentiation between high and low culture. They're just two sides of the same coin, if you like. So I've always quite liked low culture and I've always quite liked high culture. Anyway, that's just my excuse. Watching a bit of this reality show, Love Island Australia. And um, this is the, the show where you get a bunch of people, attractive people together in a villa. Um, it's actually in Spain, although these are all Australian contestants. And there's a bunch of girls, a bunch of guys, and they are meant to get together and form couples. And the best couple ends up winning the series. But anyway, there's a lot of drama along the way, of course. There was an incident in Love Island, Australia, which I thought was, was kind of interesting. So there was this dude called Josh, and he got together with a very pretty blonde girl called Cassidy. And Cassidy is what you might think of as a typical sort of good girl, you know, very nice, very, very polite, very well presented, etc., etc. And look, Josh is a, a good looking guy. There is no doubt about this. He is a very, very good-looking guy. He, he, he reminds me of some movie star. I can't think who it is. But he looks sort of... He's quite clean-cut, quite preppy-looking. Um, looks a bit like somebody who might play... Not Patrick Bateman, but one of the characters in um, American Psycho. You know, one of those kind of Wall Street kind of preppy yuppie dudes. Very, very good-looking guy, for sure. Anyway... He gets together and starts to have a bond with this particular girl called Cassidy. And, you know, she talks about how she likes him. She's attracted to him. She, she feels a spark with him and blah, blah, blah. In the show, the contestants who are coupled up, they have to share bed, a bed together. So obviously sometimes things happen. Sometimes couples go crazy and something sexual happens. But a lot of the time it, it it, it doesn't, or they maybe they kiss a bit or, or fumble a bit, but they don't do anything too much because obviously they're on TV. Um, but anyway, they, these two had to, to share a bed together. And um, Cassidy starts to complain because Josh, who, by the way, as well, um, you know, athletic build, good, good, good body, good looking, um, quite... Um, comes across very well, articulate, not a simp or anything by any means. Um, Cassidy starts complaining to the other girls that Josh has not tried to kiss her. They've had a bit of a peck on the cheek, but they haven't properly made out, even though they're sharing a bed together and even though he's had the opportunity. And she's saying to the other girls, you know, I wish that he would just take control. I wish he would just man up and what she means is move things forward. You know, she wants him to become physical with her and to, and to move the thing onto the next stage. And he, he doesn't do that. And I think 
He doesn't do that, I think, because of some historical reasons between because of what's happened in the house before. But I think also because he's being kind of respectful, and he wants to. He thinks that the thing to do is to take things slowly. Okay, and so he's taking things slowly, and she's in bed with him. She's attracted to him. She's up for something happening, and she actually said, and this is the other thing, she actually said to one of the girls, "If we went to the." Um, I forget what it's called, but they have a, a secluded little bedroom where couples sometimes get sent for a night and they can spend the night together in privacy. And she said, if we went to, to that, I think they call it the hideaway. She said, if we went to the hideaway, then I would sleep with him. Okay. So she's sexually interested in him. She fancies him. She's attracted to him. He's a good looking guy after all. And she just wants him to make the move, to push things onto the next level. And he doesn't, so she's complaining. Then another guy comes into the house. Another contestant comes in, a dude called Dom. Dom is also good-looking. Um, he is tall, and full disclosure, he is, he is taller than Josh. But aside from that, you know, they are both very good-looking guys because obviously they're on a reality TV show, um, so you have to be pretty good-looking. And yeah, so Dom comes in and Cassidy immediately starts to become attracted to Dom. And I think there's partly an element perhaps of social proof here because all, because basically when this Dom dude walks in, like all of the girls are kind of like suddenly attracted to him. So perhaps that sort of eggs on Cassidy a little bit. But she starts to um, become attracted to him and she starts to talk to the other girls about this and sort of say, oh, you know, he is my type. She, she says he's my kryptonite. Um, but the reasons that she gives for him being the kryptonite are partly, yes, because he's good looking. But she also says some other things and they're really interesting. And she was saying things like, he is mysterious. I can't work him out. All right. There's something about him she can't put, put her finger on. And she actually says at one point and in the commentary, this has been pointed out as being a little bit stalkerish, but she says, I could spend the rest of my life trying to work him out, okay? So there's something inscrutable about him. And the other thing she says is, he has a, a sense of authority about him, okay? She said, I can, send, I can see him being a leader among the men, and Josh isn't, okay? So... The qualities that she points out about him are actually not so much the physical qualities. I mean, yes, the physical stuff comes into it. But look, I mean, if you saw a picture of Josh and you saw a picture of Dom, both of them are very, very good looking guys. So for the black pill lot, these two guys have massively ticked all the boxes. OK, um, so so they're over the bar that the black pill dudes would would set. Um, but then she starts to veer towards Dom. And in the end, she starts to feel very guilty about this because she says she's a very loyal person. She's very loyal to the dude she's with. Um, <laughs> perhaps that's not true, given what happens. But, um, you know, she, said, she, she goes to, to Josh and she's in tears. And she says, listen, this is really, really tough for me because I really like you. You're a really great guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but... You have not made a move on me. You have not pushed this thing forward. You know, we're in bed. I have to almost ask you for a kiss, right? And she said, 
and I, I found that really difficult because I want a guy who's going to move things on. I want a guy who's going to push things to the next level, right? And she said, and now this other dude, Dom, has come in and I've found myself massively attracted to him. And, you know, this is, she was kind of crying, which is, I thought, a little bit disingenuous because she's basically telling a guy she likes someone else and then she's crying about it. But whatever. She's saying, look, I'm really upset about this because... I don't feel loyal to you. I've, I've developed these feelings for this other dude. So Josh basically, actually quite commendably sort of says, well, I don't really know what to say, but, you know, whatever. Um, you know, fine, go and do your thing. But my point about talking about all this is that, and then she starts to go towards Josh. Sorry, she starts to go towards Dom. And this is where the show's come up to in the UK now. So I'm not sure what happens next, but I think she's a little bit red flaggy, a little bit stalkery. And um, perhaps things don't end so well for her with Dom either. But look, the, the reason I'm talking about all of this is that in this instance, right, you've got two very, very good looking guys. You've got two guys who have ticked all of those boxes for looks... Well, I don't know about money and status, but you know what I mean. The the two guys who are very much up there, okay? Top-tier guys. These are guys with big Instagram followings, guys who girls would, you know, beg to be with kind of thing. And yet, the girl will still make a choice to pick one over the other. And the choice, and the reason that she's made that choice, what's ticked her attraction box is actually more behavioural than it is looks, Right? That's the thing that's really tipping the, ticking the box. And the behaviours, as I say, that she mentions are mysteriousness, leadership. Um, and she also talks, uh, talks about him being strong, talks about him being somebody who is sort of in control of himself. Um, a man, not a boy. Okay, this is the expression that always gets used in these sort of situations. I want a man, not a boy. Well, Dom is very much a man, not a boy. Now... Guess what? Regardless of how you look, you can still embody those characteristics, all right? You can still take on those characteristics. And so that's going to up your attractiveness quotient, right? Because as I said, in this particular... If you're you're almost neutralizing looks as being a factor because both dudes are really good looking, then the thing that makes one of the dudes more attractive is going to be his personality. It's going to be the way that he puts himself across, okay? Now, I know people are going to be listening to this and saying, yeah, well, that's all very well, but, you know, both of these dudes are are, are amazing looking. What about the guy who's ugly? What's he going to do? You know, they, they've, you need to be a certain level before you, before you uh, pass go, if you like. Well... Imagine the situation where you've got a guy who is very, very good looking, but who is just totally lacking in those dominant, masculine, attractive characteristics. And then you get a guy who comes in with solid game, who does have those attractive, dominant personality types. He's a bit rough, but there's something about him. Which of those two guys do you think he's going to win out? Now, the black pill dudes <laughs> are, of course, going to say, well, it's, of course, it's the guy with the good looks. Not necessarily the case. Absolutely not necessarily the case. Another character 
on Love Island Australia is uh, a male model whose name I forget actually, but uh, very, very good looking guy, tall, dark hair, chiseled, etc., etc. great rig, you know, worked out, all the rest of it. Um, and he is actually somewhat, um, I want to say feminine. I mean, he, he's somewhat, um, uh, he doesn't really tick that dominant sort of uh, alpha male type box in terms of his behavior, okay? And consequently, he's been kind of, not friend-zoned exactly, because he's popular in the, in the house, but he hasn't had a spark with any of the girls. And he's a really, really good-looking guy, right? And then there are other guys within the house, including a dude called Grant, who I, I personally don't think is even that great-looking, a uh, bit of a bogan, as they say, um, who has been coupled up with a, with a couple of the girls, very, very attractive girls, because he's got that rough, slightly earthy, kind of like dominant sort of, sort of characteristic. So the point that I'm making with all of this is that even when you're looking at people who have passed the, perhaps the highest bar in terms of, in terms of looks, there is still uh, a, gap, a distance between them. And that distance is created by the way that they come across, by the way that they behave. And even on this particular show, there's an example of a dude who, who is perhaps less good looking than the top guy in the house, but still gets more female attention because of his behavior, all right? So again, behavior is really, really, really important. Now, am I saying that if you get the behaviors down, if you get the charisma down, you get the dominance down, you get the, you know, Charisma and Dating Academy stuff all down, then you are going to be able to walk into that house and steal the cutest girl. No, probably not. But then that's life, isn't it, right? And here's the other thing I want to say, right? So the problem with black pill thinking is it's too small. It doesn't take into account the fact that the world is a very, very big place. It doesn't take into account properly the fact that there are billions and billions of people on the planet, there are billions of eligible women on the planet, and that even if only 0.1% of all the available women on the planet were attracted to you, that would still be more than you could date in an entire lifetime, okay? So let's think about the guy, Josh, on Love Island Australia, who's now effectively been cuckolded for this other dude Dom so or not really cuckolded but you know this girl, girl Cassidy has dumped him effectively to be with this other guy Dom pretty crushing right you know you're sitting there in this on this reality show being watched by millions of people and the girl that you're with has chosen another dude right and you know the, the guys um, listening to this could say yeah well Dom was taller so because of that aspects of his looks um she's chosen dom over jake so that proves the black pill thing which i don't believe it does because as i say i think that that dom's behaviors are vastly more significant in this instance but anyway even if you take that view do you think that jake is gonna just have to go and live in a bedsit somewhere in a hovel and cry himself to sleep and never meet a woman again of course not, because 
he's still a very good looking guy. He's still a very attractive guy. And as soon as he comes out of that house, there are going to be tons and tons and tons of girls who are going to take his side, who are going to say, no, I think you were the better one. I think that she made a big mistake by going with that other guy. And this is the thing, right? When you spread the net wide enough, when you remember that there are millions, billions of women out there, it all becomes a bit of a moot point because even if you are considered in one locale to be less than aesthetically beautiful, that doesn't mean that's the case all over the planet. It doesn't mean it's the case for every woman. As I said in my book, Seven Laws of Seduction, there is no such thing as consensus. And that absolutely counts in terms of looks. There is no such thing as consensus about how beautiful you are, about how attractive you are. We only need to look at these dudes who go to the Philippines and Thailand and so on and so forth um, and become sort of like uh, kings for a day uh, or, or for, for however long they're there. So this is another aspect of it. It's not enough to say, even if within a certain hierarchical situation, you are not top dog. Like Josh, you are not the top dog in that situation. Dom is, right? Dom gets the girl. Okay, fine. What are you going to do? Are you going to cry on the internet? Are you going to say, well, it's only looks and height that matters? Are you going to start spamming people's comments on YouTube or, or on their blog or on Twitter or whatever? Or are you going to think, well, sorry, I lost the battle, <laughs> but I'm still here to fight the war and the war is not over. And actually, you know, there are many, many, many opportunities out there. And that, coupled with the knowledge that your behavior is actually a significant lever in terms of how you're perceived, in terms of how your attractiveness is perceived by others, should be a massive encouragement for you just to get off your butt and stop complaining and actually go out and make things happen for you within the dating market. I mean, look, I am as nihilistic as they come, right? I, I mean, and this is where I don't really have sympathy for, for Black Pill, but I, you know, I, I have some quite nihilistic views really in terms of in terms of life i think life is very random i don't think there's any big overarching point to it um i don't believe that there's a big scorecard and how you act determines you know what happens to you in like karma i don't think that there's somebody at the end saying oh you're a good boy you're a bad boy so you go this way or you go that way heaven or the other place um, you know, I think it's all pretty random. I think we are, we are here to, and, and look, I do, I do also agree that human beings are animals, that it's, it's a jungle out there. It's pretty bestial out there. People act in their, in their own best interests. Um, and, and this is why, yes, things like looks and money and status, yes, they do matter. Of course they matter. Okay. And people are going to leverage those things in order to get what they want. Right. You know, so a really good looking rich dude with a yacht who's got a load of money is going to leverage that for sure in order to, to 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 get what he wants out of the dating marketplace. The question, though, and this is really what, what I want to leave you guys with. The question here is not that that isn't in question. OK, nobody is arguing that Leonardo DiCaprio is is not attractive. You know, I mean, nobody's making that kind of argument. Right. That that's all a given. But looks are important. Yes, all of this is given. But the question for you is more, well, what are you going to do about that, right? 
Or are you going to just sit in your bedroom and complain and moan and whine about it and go into a, you know, ever-decreasing circles of misery and depression about it? Or are you going to say, well, look, that's what life is. This is, these are the hand, this is the hand that I've been dealt. I'm now going to go out there and by whatever means necessary, I'm going to create the life for myself that I want. And I'm going to learn certain behaviors. I'm going to, I'm going to improve my physique and my look as best as I can. I'm going to learn certain behaviors um, that are going to make me more attractive. And then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to appeal to the widest market I can. And I'm going to make things happen. Okay. And I may get turned down 150 million times, but you know, that 150 million first time, that's all I need. You know, you only need a few yeses to make a great life. And that counts in dating, it counts in business, counts in, in many fields. You only need a few yeses to make an amazing life. So food for thought. I hope you enjoyed that. Do grab Renegade Dating Domination. Link is below. That's my collection of essays and articles from the last five years. Do hit subscribe to this channel. Uh, really helps me to grow the audience, reach more people, keep putting out the free content. And join Body Language Mastery as well. It's really good. The link is below. If you're listening to this on June the 29th, you've got a few hours left until midnight. So yeah, click the link, join up, and I will see you on the other side. Other than that, I will see you guys for another podcast next week. Bye-bye.